Welcome to this episode of Truth Codes. We have been looking at the next phase of this journey that many of us have been on for quite some time now, certainly at least a decade if not longer. There comes a point, there comes a point in any journey at all where you get to what's called a crossroads. So you have a choice. Do you continue walking in a straight line or do you veer off in a certain direction? Now, we have come from probably what looks like a massive tree where there are millions and millions and millions of options and they've slowly narrowed down. So we've come from the outer branches of the tree and going through all the different twigs, navigating all the options that would have taken us nowhere and we have reached the centre point. So we all started from different directions. We didn't all start from the same place. However, we are all going to the same place. And the human logical mind does not like this. If we had all started from the, the beginning, many would have assumed that this was some sort of race. We are actually going backwards to go forwards as above, so below. You have to reverse the way things are seen because down here, they are not seen in the same light as they are from above. So we've started from all these different directions and as we have followed our heart space, we have been able to navigate all these options that simply were illusions. So we have come to the centre of the tree and I'm using the word tree deliberately because the word tree is throughout humanity. We talk about the tree of life. We look at different parts of the brain and see how it looks like connections and the roots of a tree. If you look at a baby that is suckling on a breast, you will notice that the, again, the veins in the mother's breast looks like a tree and the baby is getting nourishment from that tree of knowledge and in inverted commas. When we are first introduced to energy work and working with different realms, we'll have gone through the process of earthing, which again involves you becoming an inverted tree with the roots below you that could be branches, and then your body is the trunk that reaches up. Now we are asked to transcend this belief systems, so we don't need to anchor into the ground. We are being asked to invert ourselves in other words, to stand on our feet and not on our head. Now, I use this symbolism very, very deliberately. The races and the realms that are here to assist us at this time are turning us 180 degrees so that we are not standing on our head, we are standing on our feet. So that which looked upside down, back to front, etc., etc., will start to make more sense. Now we are going really against the grain of humanity. Humanity are plugged in upside down. They are conditioned repeatedly to use their head over their heart. So they view the world black and white. If it's not this, it must be this. If I'm not going up, I must be going down, etc, etc. Which is a very narrow bandwidth. So if you view humanity logging into the cosmos, 
they're using a very, very narrow bandwidth. The amount of time and the amount of information they can receive is very, very limited. Their internet service provider, of course, is Darkness or The Matrix. So they're accessing whatever the ISP allows them to access. We have had to broaden our bandwidth. We have had to change providers so that we can reach the information that is available freely throughout the universe, but which is highly regulated within the human physical vehicle itself. Remember, your body is an antenna. What you can connect to, what you can understand, what you can allow to flow through you, depends on the frequency that your energy system resonates with. Now, there are many, many people who are trying simply to raise their frequency, not understanding that that would simply blow a fuse. As we move in bandwidth, as we expand our understanding, and as we begin to download all this other extra information, it has to make sense to us. Because the human logical mind is on a knife edge. We can see this when we look out across humanity just now. That was a very simple experiment that was done. And it was an experiment. It was a social experiment covering the whole of the dimensional space. All of humanity were involved. And now is the processing of the data that was received from the experiment. Those of you who have ever studied any part of science will understand that you need to have a control group, that you need to have certain conditions and that you alter the conditions in in order that you can get various results. And then you go over the whole plot and then you compile a report, blah, 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 blah. So the two linear years where we had lockdown was a controlled group lockdown. So your control is that you're only permitted to have certain parts of the human life experience experienced. So for many people, um, many groups of people, that was not leaving their house. They were not in a group that was permitted to interact with the rest of humanity. So you have certain groups that were allowed to interact. These were frontline workers highly controlled. And this is another part of the huge science experiment. Their interpretation as a frontline worker of the lockdown experience was completely different than those who were furloughed or who lost their jobs or who basically just barricaded themselves inside their own houses for two years. Now it In many ways, it's irrelevant what group that you fell into because the actual experiment itself has changed humanity. Many people are now beginning to understand that the world will never, ever be the same as it was pre-COVID. Now, the march of the year that the whole entire world was closed down was the start of the experiment. And of course, we have now opened up somewhat. However, the behaviour that we are seeing 
is still ongoing. There are many who are still wearing masks. There are many who are still following protocol. There are many who are holding intense levels of trauma from the experience. Now, moving beyond this involves us dissolving trauma. So we are branching off, as it were, in order to go through a clearing process that requires to be done. So we have had the experience within humanity that we require. The experience of the lockdown was a deep experience of grief. It was as if all the races that make up darkness had distilled humanity. People who lost loved ones, people who lost their income, people who lost jobs, who lost friendships, who lost relationships, have gone into a very deep period of grieving. Now the world may have begun to open up and people may be going back to work, changing how they work, people may be getting on flights and visiting different countries. But what is not readily seen or recognised is the trauma that those involved in lockdown, which is everybody in the human race, have gone through. Now trauma takes a little while to reach the surface and trauma is part of grief. The more intense and more raw the trauma, the deeper the sense of grief. So we had the death of a monarch recently and many of those people who visited um, the, the actual site of the Queen's body were doing so in a way to try and release the trapped grief that they had for the loved ones that they lost because grief is cumulative. Grief begins to build on itself and grief held on to will become very weighty indeed. It doesn't swap out for another one. And by this I mean that going through the death of something, whether that be a loved one, a job, a relationship, etc., does not then replace the grief that you had previously. They add to one another. So say you have come into this human life experience and you have, you have gone through the death of a loved one. And then you have gone through the last two linear years where hoped for outcomes. Perhaps you were studying at college. Perhaps you were about to move somewhere in your career to expand your career. And suddenly, not only is your career not there, but your prospects are gone. Because the world has changed and it doesn't need what it needed pre-COVID. The ways that we interact are now almost fully technical we have hybrid working we have working from home we have technology that has replaced face-to-face -face meetings there are so many different ways that society has been moved in the past two linear years so we are looking at a landscape that appears to be the same but the way that we navigate through it is completely different and depending on your age and your social structures and your background will depend how much resistance that you have to this. You may feel intense anger. Well, what was wrong with the way the world was before? 
It's an unanswerable question because the world no longer exists. So we used to, a few years ago, meet face to face when we had meetings or interacted with those around us in a more personal one-to-one aspect. Again, this has been replaced by technology. And again, you may be sitting there thinking, well, what was wrong with the ways that we, we lived before? It's a mute point because that world no longer exists. So we have all this stuff that no longer exists and yet there is the echo of it existing in the world where it looks like nothing has changed and yet everything has changed. Now the emotions that arise within us when we are interacting with the world now give us some indication of where we are on the trauma scale. The more frustration that you feel building within you, the more trauma and grief that you are holding on to. Now we cannot move into this next phase holding all this grief and trauma. And it is collective. As I've explained, it's cumulative. Now those of you who are listening to this podcast are placed within family lineages because the buck stops with you. Literally. You have incarnated into these ancestral lines in order to halt the flow of grief. Which means that at any one time, you will have a wall of grief somewhere around you. And it may not make any literal sense to you. You may feel the weight of it. You may feel it and you may begin to recognise the signs and symbols within the way that your family live and interact with each other. But you may feel very helpless as to what on earth you're meant to do with it. It's all very well understanding that you're here to end family traits and that trauma, separation, division, etc. stops with you. But what are you meant to do with it? How are you meant to end it? How are you meant to step into a new way of living and being when the trauma, the separation and the ways of living are all that is surrounding you and all that you have ever known? And that is the question that we are answering through the Truth Codes website, through the Truth Codes podcast, through the the realms and the races that talk through me. Because the answer will always be love. We address it through love. And love is a very difficult word for humanity because it's been defined so many different ways. So, depending whether you can accept the answer is part of your healing process. Because as a child, you may not have experienced love and truth. You may have experienced love through trauma. As a young adult, you may have gone through this again because humanity sidestep love in the way that they sidestep grief because love and grief are partners. They work hand in hand. In order to heal grief, you must allow love to enter your human heart space. And in order to embrace love and truth, you must let go of everything that is non-truth, which involves the grieving process of what looked like it could be, but can never be. And that is the line that we are standing upon. And we must find our balance in this by accepting love and truth, 
by opening our heart space, by understanding that heaven and truth and all the races and the realms that exist beyond this dimensional space and truth, those from wider creation and truth, have an understanding of love and truth that we simply do not have in this human form. So whilst we came from there here, we have forgotten. The experiences that we have gone through in this, our human form, and remember we have gone through lifetimes, we have incarnated repeatedly, there is more than one timeline, and we have gone through all the different dimensional realities, experiencing so that we can understand this race. So we have gathered all the evidence, if you like, and we place the evidence on the table in front of the angels. And the angels ask us to walk away from the evidence because our place when we came in here was always to gather the evidence. Why are this race so much in pain? Why are this race kept in grief and harvested? All the answers are within the evidence that we have collated. Now we are here to place our evidence on the table and to be debriefed, if you like, by the angelic realms. Now the angel who is in charge of this operation is Archangel Jophiel. You may not have heard very much about Jophiel because Jophiel has has kept very silent until, personally with me, until a few weeks ago, where he was introduced to me by Christ. And this angel has had a very profound effect on me because of the experiences that I have had in this lifetime. I have lost parents young. I have gone through a deep period of mourning that has lasted for a very long time in ways that I didn't even understand I was still in mourning. And this angel has done a lot of work. And this angel has explained why I have gone through that. And more importantly, the angel is showing me why I need to let it go. Because like many of you who have experienced deep loss, I have learned to live with it. So I have changed my behaviour, my ways of, of living and being, to avoid that deep puddle of grief that I can see. But as we do this, that puddle begins to look like an ocean. And it gets out of proportion because we keep looking at it and it looks sort of darker and bigger than it was before. And that's because we are growing and expanding and limiting and separating and doing all sorts of things that we don't actually become consciously aware of. So we will be taken to this apparent ocean of grief. And when you look at it, You see it and you think, there's no way I can cross that. There's so much pain and there is so much loss in there that if I attempt even to paddle, it will take me down. And this is where I use the analogy of Moses leading his people to the promised land. He took them out of slavery and he took them to God's land. The slavery was to grief. 
And the analogy is not lost on me. And it's taken a long time to understand what is asked of me. But just like Moses, the waters will be parted and we will be able to cross to the other side. But in order for this to happen, we have to agree to return to wholeness. And in returning to wholeness, we will heal the separation and division that exists within our human physical vehicle. And as this is healed, then the outer waking reality will begin to shift and change and alter. And it will look different to anything that we've ever seen before. And at the times where we are most triggered, that is where we are in most pain. And many of us have become very, very numb. If there's one thing that the last two linear years have done to humanity, it is to numb them. Many are in so much pain that they simply don't recognise the pain that they're in. They just put their heads down and get on with the struggle that is, in inverted commas, living. We have reached this point because this point is the very, very end. In order to go into rebirth, we must go through death. And death is very, very symbolic. So we must let go of all that we thought we were. We must let go of everything we believed that we wanted. We must let go of everything that's been placed inside us by possibly the most meaningful people ever around us, but which does not resonate because it's non-truth. It's their version of who we are. And when we go through this symbolic death, we are taken by the hand by Christ and we walk through the valley of death and nothing touches us because we are protected through Christ's blood. And our heart space is kept open. And we will meet all the different angels as we go along because we converse with heaven. We begin to understand what heaven is and what heaven is not. We begin to understand the eternal nature of energy and the fact that we never lose anyone. Energy continues eternally and we move into forgiveness which is a powerful powerful place to start and the first thing we do is must forgive ourselves because we carry the burdens of grief upon our shoulders we must forgive ourselves because of the the weight of the burdens that we place upon ourselves. What if we'd done a bit more? What if we'd just said X? What if we hadn't said Y? What if we'd been more available? What if, what if, what if? But the what ifs only apply to us because those who have passed over, those who have physically left their human physical vehicles are no longer trapped by them. So if you have lost loved ones to actual illness and you have watched as their human physical vehicle has struggled, as they have struggled, know that as that energy moved from the physical form 
back into the spiritual plane that they were reborn. They don't struggle any longer. They are freed. They are freed from the pain of separation. They are freed from the the pain of division. And they are freed from the trauma. Now what may hold them from fully moving into heaven is where we cannot let go. Often when we are faced with the death of a loved one, we are inadvertently holding on to them because we don't know how we're going to live without them. And part of the process of allowing a death, and that is symbolic as well as physical, is giving permission. So whether this is the death of a loved one, where you can see etched on their faces the pain of living here, allow them to go. Give them permission. Now this applies symbolically. So if you are holding on to something that requires to die in order to be reborn, Christ needs your permission. The angels need your permission to remove this from you. And they will remove it. But they're not going to wrestle it out of your hands. The grace of Creator is vast. Nobody is going to wrestle anything out of your hands because we need to give permission. So if you are at a loss at this moment in time, if you are sitting looking at your everyday human life thinking, I have no idea what I'm doing. All I know is that X hurts or Y hurts or X is not working, Y is not working. I, I don't know what to do. Then go into the deep heart space. Connect to Christ by simply opening your heart space and asking Christ in. And place what you're holding on the table. Now this will come in the form of a symbol because that is how the races and the realms work. It's a very, very deep healing when we're working with symbols. Symbols work to bypass the unconscious mind which seeks to hide pain from us. Place a symbol on the table and simply give Christ permission to remove it from you. Then you will birth into an understanding of why that would never have worked, of what you were holding on to and why it needs to be released. And then the birthing process begins because as one is taken away, you are automatically birthed into a new And this can be a very, very quick process if we allow it. A bit like a woman in labour. Now for those of you mothers out there who can completely resonate with what I'm going to say, surrendering to the process of that birth of that baby is more than half of the struggle of bringing a child into this world. You don't fight with your body, you go with your body. You push when your body wants to push and you are guided by your midwife. If you fight the pain, if you give yourself over to the pain, then you've lost. 
because part of giving birth is focusing on the breath. I remember being told about the massive cup of coffee and breathing is just like blowing steam across the top of the cup of coffee. So when I gave birth to my son, I had this massive, huge picture in my head of this huge cup of coffee. And I knew that if I focused and I held on to my breathing, that I could birth this child. As soon as we go into panic and we don't listen to our body, then we are working against the tide. So this is a process, this giving birth. And this giving birth applies to all you men who are listening as well. This giving birth is a process. We breathe. We don't hold the breath. We don't breathe shallowly. We don't breathe heavily. We just breathe naturally. We take that breath. And we just take one step after the other. The angels are not asking for some detailed plan of what you want to happen. They already know what needs to happen. You just need to become like a child again and take one step in front of the other, in front of the other, in front of the other. And before you know it, you're walking. Before you know it, you're running. And before you know it, life has opened up in new and amazing and exciting ways that you could never have imagined if you just left it to your own logical mind. Labour is upon us. We are being asked to allow the death of the old in order we can be reborn. And we're doing it in this human physical form. And as we're doing it, we're changing the entire lineage. We are changing the cellular structure of the human physical vehicle and we are changing the DNA of the human physical vehicle which often people forget because we're not actually physically seeing the DNA in every single waking moment we're alive. It's inside of us, but we can feel the changes. So we have come to the end of this particular podcast. Information has been added to the Truth Codes website in relation to multidimensionality, the different planes of existence and Archangel Jophiel. There will be more information that's shared on the website, that's shared within the blogs. And for those of you who have subscriptions to the website, subscription to the Heavens blog, for the channel messages for the angels, these will now be updated and reflect the vast movement that all of us now find ourselves within. Once more, I thank you for listening. I thank you for the support over all the years that Truth Codes has been available and that Truth Codes has been sharing the information from wider creation and truth in order to help you navigate this space. We are coming together more and more. So please feel free to contact me if you have any questions or you want any answers, guidance or you wish to see certain things covered in the podcasts, or you want me to write about certain topics, please, please get in contact with me. Truthcodes at gmail.com Until next time, thank you for listening. And remember, you cannot fail at what you came here to be, because we are.